This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by The Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is the venue in which my pal Handsome Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on July 9th of 2023, Aaron and I discussed the social media influencer in Quebec who effed around and found out. We're going to hear unfortunate updates on two past Keep Canada Weird stories, We'll choose sides in the battle being fought between an older man and some local teenagers in Saskatchewan, and then we'll cower in fear at the latest stone to be thrown in the Canadian animal uprising. So let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport, and how are you this fine July 9th, 2023 Sunday night? Oh, I'm good. I'm great. I'm fine. I'm wonderful. How are you? You know, I hate to say it. Usually when someone asks, how are you, you just say good and move on. I'm awful. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of regretting asking you then. No, follow it up with why or how. (laughs) I'm not a, Mm -hmm. I'm not someone who cares though. It was just, (laughs) you know. Here's what happened. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you whether you want to know or not. So I went to someone's house for supper tonight. An in-laws, oh. an in-laws house. Okay, I'm now going to interject with a guess as to why you're not doing good. Okay. A food poisoning? <laughs> no. I got attacked by the freaking cat. Oh, really? Yeah, like a, a, a dead, like a very serious attack. So I was eating supper and this fur ball kind of came at my feet and I looked down and I saw it and it just kind of looked up at me. So I kind of bent over a little bit to like, you know, to talk to it and maybe pet it. And it like, it meowed a really weird meow that turned into a hiss. Like it was like, meow. And I was like, I was like, Ooh, like, is that just like a weird meow or was that a hiss? I don't know. So I just kind of backed up a little bit and it just sat there looking at me. So I reached my hand down to offer to pet its head. And it was most certainly a hiss because before I could even say, what the hell just happened? The cat struck my arm with a, like a whoosh. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. And you know what the best part is? I filmed the whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I got a great video of the cat. Like, I had the camera in my hand as I was reaching down to pet it. And yeah. the, ca- the, the camera catches the cat swinging at me and hitting me. So now it's just a question of what do I do with the footage? Do I sue the owner? Do I hope it goes uh, viral and I make millions? What you have in your hands right now is videotape evidence of the animal uprising. I thought you were going to say that. And I'm thank God you did, because I was thinking the same thing. And I thought, am I crazy? Does this cat know what I'm up to tonight? Because we got a full card tonight that includes at least two stories that can be directly connected to the animal uprising. Yeah. Do you think this cat knew? Oh, a hundred percent because you're very, uh, you're not on, you're not a man who's on edge and, and, and seemingly looking for trouble. Mm-mm. Most certainly uh, not. So this cat knew something about you. I think I wear my heart on my sleeve and I also wear the stories I'm covering on my sleeve. And I think that's what it was. I think the oh, cat now knew. you got this, now you got cat scratches on your sleeve too. Oh, as a kind of a. Oh, that's a red flag for any future animals I come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's there that that cat was marking you so that mm. when any other animals see you, they know that you know about the animal uprising and mm. you're trying to expose it and prepare mm. Canadians for mm. it. Oh, God. Um, yeah. 
Well, anyway, that's what's been going on with me. So I apologize if I seem distracted, but I'm going to pull through because we got a job to do here tonight. And our job is to find the stories, share the stories, and discuss the stories that will help keep Canada weird for the two of us, as well as our millions of tens of millions of listeners across this great nation. The way we're going to do it tonight is we're going to hear the story of an influencer in Quebec who got exactly what he asked for. We're going to hear about a man versus some teenagers. We're going to have a few updates on past stories. And then maybe what we just talked about will foreshadow, but we're going to hear about coyotes attacking children in Manitoba. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, where do you want to start with this? Let's start with the influencer. Okay. Are you sitting down? Do you got your seatbelt on? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down. I always sit, you know, to record this podcast. So mm. because the the stories are always so shocking. Well, I'm glad because this one is shocking. This story, it isn't shocking. It's ridiculous, and it'll make you bang your head off the wall. Uh, you're going to get upset about this. I can predict it. If you had a problem with the DJing dad, Marty McFly, I I fear for your sanity at what you're going to think of the 20, 27 year old fella in Gatineau, Quebec, who was recently arrested after he allegedly posted videos of fake crimes in an effort to boost his online following. Here's the ridiculous story. Bizarre case that's unfolded from online influencer Anthony Gagné, also known as Gagné Power, who allegedly faked crimes to gain popularity on these social media platforms. Now, according to Gatineau Police, an investigation began in May after they received a complaint of someone driving around in a truck with free candy written on it. Hey kids, want some candy? Gatineau police alleged their investigation uncovered videos dating back to 2021 and evidence of Gagné simulating crimes in order to get visits from various police departments, including the FBI, and to increase his online popularity. Now, several videos posted to TikTok show his content with the title, Trying to Get Police at My Door. Police say despite visits from officers, the videos continued. Now, Gatineau police executed a search warrant at Gagné's home on July 5th and seized items including three cell phones, a computer, fake blood, a balaclava, and a gas mask. Gagné is now released on bail. His conditions include being prohibited from sharing or publishing content on social media, including TikTok and YouTube. For people who are listening only and can't see our heads, Aaron and I are both shaking oh. our heads. Uh, I yeah. love that his punishment is like he's, at this point anyway, he's prevented from publishing videos or posting to social media. I think a lot more people should have that uh, penalty. And that's at this point in time, the only penalty that I can tell that he has suffered mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that, well, okay, stop. You know, this, these are, this is legit. The, you know, it, the irony of this story is that he is posting fake crimes, which is an actual crime. Am I wrong? <laughs> And, and his series is like trying to get the cops on my, at my door. And he's like, you know, day one, day two, day three. But according to that news report, the cops were there several times, but he kept making the videos. Yeah, yeah. And and oh. how is he not charged right away with some kind of a public nuisance or something that like mm. gets him officially charged? Because this guy is a complete loser like mm -hmm. oh my god get him mm -hmm. off the streets and, mm -hmm. and anyone like him that has similar TikTok accounts where it's just like they're they're just disturbing the public constantly making up things that aren't real just trying to get likes and shares and follows and whatever and and none of this is real none of it is creative none of it is good mm -hmm. first off we need some kind of a board uh you know the same way that you know film and television does it's like we need some kind of a board to interfere in social media and determine what is quality and what isn't oh. we've been we've been handed the ability to entertain ourselves mm. as opposed to relying on professionals anymore <laughs> just saying that same thing with the news right like people go on social media to learn what's happening in the world yeah. next thing you know we're like protesting about blank insert like every protest yeah, you see people like there's where we're being our own meteorologists, we're being our own news broadcasters, we're being our own storytellers. 
where it's like before you had to be trained to do that. You had to have experience to do that. You had to be good at it to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody with a phone, which is everybody, is just going to repeat the same nonsense that they see on TikTok and, and YouTube and whatever and just do dumb stuff that ha- mm-hmm. that offers no artistic value whatsoever Mm. and it's so easy to kind of hover over those things on tiktok accidentally and spend just enough time on it to kind of get it going in your for you page yeah it's a real pain when that happens it's a disaster and these people are all over the place and they're flooding social media with nonsense these kind of people who like their content is is basically just that they have no shame and no respect for other people you know it seemed like the police maybe at the beginning gave them a little leash like they probably showed up and they're like you know are you doing this like stop doing this this isn't okay he maybe continued doing it and then they're like no you're going down they got and i i hope i hope they charge him and some of this stuff is disgusting. Like the free candy bit mm-hmm. that they were doing. Leave kids alone. And first off, it makes them look like they're 14 years old. Like this is the kind of crap that 14 year olds mm-hmm. would come up with. Be like, oh, it'd be so funny. We drove around in a van and said free candy. It's like, that's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's not interesting. Just to give a sense of their maturity. Uh, they were doing the free candy thing, driving a U-Haul, but they put a sign over the word hall to say ho. So the truck says you ho Oh yeah, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. They also have videos, or he or they have videos where they're like wearing a balaclava and kind of going, carrying like a hammer or something, and just kind of creeping around commercial buildings. I guess so passerbys would think someone was breaking into the building. I just don't see that as clever, and 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 it and it does strike me as illegal. Yeah, it strikes me very much as illegal. Like there has to be a number of of actual laws that that these people are breaking mm-hmm. by doing these fake crimes. Yeah, and, and, co- and again, I don't think they're fake. I think they're committing the crimes by trying to commit the fake crimes. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of uh, several weeks back we talked about the trend of sh- uh, the people filming themselves shooting firewalk fireworks off in the Toronto buses and subways. Uh, this is kind of in line with that, a, a similar version, I guess. Th- there's another story I want to add in here that. I don't know if it's kind of related to this sort of thing, but it kind of seems like it. This So we just heard about the guy in, in Gatineau, Quebec, who was arrested for these fake crimes. But listen to this story out of Guelph, Ontario. Uh, it, it seems like someone pulled something I'll refer to as the fake money prank. I'm going to read you a bit of a press release here. Police in Guelph, Ontario are looking for a man they say threw fake fake cash onto a busy road Tuesday evening. Police say they started getting calls about someone throwing $50 bills into traffic just after 8.30 p.m. According to police, several people stopped their cars and ran into the street to pick up the money before realizing it was fake. Police say no one was hurt, but the, but the situation was very unsafe. The fake bills... In, a, in the end, said film prop on each of them, according to one caller. After throwing the money into the traffic, the man reportedly walked away. He's described as white, around 30 years old, and the man was last seen wearing a yellow t-shirt, shorts, and a backpack, and had a large dog with him. Anyone with information on this fake money throwing man is asked to contact Guelph police. So this, uh, th- there's no sign that this was filmed and posted on the internet, but it sure sounds like it could be that sort of thing. Yeah, that when I read it, that was my first thought too. Was that this reeks of some TikTok influencer trying to create content here by throwing this fake money into the streets and having people go and pick it up, and then them laughing and running away like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But he was he was alone with a dog, which seems weird. Like when you hear that story, I was expecting it to be like four teenagers, you know, one filming three running in circles laughing and bumping into each other throwing fake money into the streets but yeah it's certainly that that could have ended poorly Um, yeah it kind of sounds like he just maybe stumbled across this prop money somewhere somehow and i was like i was gonna throw it into the street like not really a more of an organic moment in the sense that it's just between him and the people who are picking up the fake money Mm mm-hmm and he's not filming it and he's not posting it to TikTok or YouTube or anything. Yeah. Um, but then the fact that what ended up happening was 
you know, it was illegal to do that. So then it ended up getting broadcasted as a news story. So kind of, <laughs> yeah, his like, it's almost like an inside joke, but like an in, like a inside ver- joke prank kind of thing. But yeah, it became very public. If you, if you're driving down the street and you see a bunch of bills on the street, do you stop and get out? A bunch of bills? Have uh, five bills. Five bills that look from my point of view legal canadian currency mm-hmm. like legit bills yeah i get out yeah, yeah of course why wouldn't i busy street you still do it well busy street it depends on the streets okay uh, if it was like a you know the 401 <laughs> at toronto i'm probably not gonna get out i'm get. i get out i tell you what i do is i stop my car i turn on my hazard lights and i go really which are like the four-way blinkers or whatever do it do mm-hmm state like emergency and i would probably go really slow and open my door and re- lean down and grab the bill i think as i would try that but if that wasn't going to work yeah i'd stop and get out well that would depend on the weather too so oh, if they know, were blowing around if yeah. they're blowing around which they probably are especially as cars are going by like that's mm-hmm. creating wind that's 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 going to be sending those bills all over the road so i don't think your your cautious plan would work yeah, I guess I just got to risk my life and go for you it. You have to risk your life. So then you say, how much money am I really going to make at the end of this? 50 bucks. <laughs> 50 bucks, you know, your life, <laughs> other people's lives. Eh. Yeah, you're. It's. I, I think in the moment, though, I'm stopping and I'm finding a way to get out. It's going to happen. Yeah, it also depends on where I'm going at the time. Mm-hmm. Am I late for a job interview? <laughs> That'd be a great excuse, though. Oh, no, the excuse is, is I found some money on the highway and I got out of my car in the middle of the highway to get it. And I got hit. And they're like, we like your initiative. You're hired. <laughs> Let's move away from ridiculous pranks and money on the streets. Uh, you want to hear two updates? Of course. Okay. These um these updates come from a listener named Corey. Corey sent us in a voice memo who um I'm not going to play it because I want to reveal the updates one at a time and Corey did say a bad word. I just want to be uh, transparent oh, okay. with that. Um no they didn't. I just thought that'd be a good oh. excuse. Sorry okay. Corey. Uh but I just Sorry wanna... Corey. That's that's a nice that ring rhymes. to it. There are two updates to past stories we covered. Um I think both negative, but one much more negative than the other. You'll see what I mean. Uh, do you recall uh, maybe six weeks ago, we talked about Kristen McDonald, who is a teacher's assistant who moonlights as an OnlyFans creator using the name Ava James? Mm-hmm, I remember very clearly. You subscribed, right? Uh, well, my anonymous uh, OnlyFans account did, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, when we last talked about Ava James, she was on nighttime as well for a full-length interview. Uh, she, she was threatened with the possibility of being fired from her position as, as a teacher's assistant uh, if she doesn't remove all of her social media content and close her adults-only OnlyFans account. Well, here's the update. Spoiler alert, she didn't close any accounts. Here it is. Mm, yeah. Intimate images posted online, sparking a public discussion. The images ended up costing 35-year-old Kristen McDonald her day job as a teaching assistant in the Coquitlam School District. I have a concern. The district sending her a termination letter June 16th. I did expect it. Uh, There was still a part of me that was hopeful. McDonald has been posting adult content to the internet under the pseudonym of Ava James. The single mother says her salary as an EA doesn't cover her expenses, so she turned to only fans as a side hustle. Her employer, School District 43, caught wind of her online presence and demanded she stop and pull the images down. McDonald refused and went public with her predicament, arguing what she does in her private time is none of her employer's business. Regardless of people's opinions and their, you know, the way they feel, uh, the morality of it all. Uh, I don't believe I deserve to lose my job. According to School District 43, the termination notice was issued based on six reasons. The letter says, your misconduct in this matter is egregious. 
You have posted content that involves the sexualization of the school environment. According to the district, it was McDonald who made the private dispute public by going to the media. The school board writing, which promoted the connection between your Ava James alias to your identity as a district employee. Employment lawyers say while McDonald may have been the one to make the link with the district, the line between public and private here isn't as clearly defined as people might think. She's not saying I work at the Coquitlam School District isn't that titillating, right? There's no connection between this fictional persona and her job. School District 43 says it won't discuss individual cases. McDonald is filing a grievance of her termination. First of all, are you surprised to hear that they actually went ahead with firing her? A little bit, yeah. I, th I think so. Uh, it, it does surprise me. I didn't think that was going to happen. But then again, she did hold a pretty firm line and they were clear that this isn't okay. Uh, in that news report, we heard there that they listed several reasons for the termination. One being the sexualization of the school environment. And I, I think I might know what they mean by that because there's one picture that's going around in a lot of the articles and it's a picture of the character ava james dressed as like a sexy school teacher taking a bite out of an apple and when i first saw that picture i thought like ooh, like that you know isn't gonna do her any favors because like the her case i'm, I'm sure is like krista mcdonald the teacher's assistant is different than ava james the OnlyFans content creator that's behind a paywall and all this stuff. But I think like anything that connects those two parts of her life, I think does her harm. And the idea of the Ava James character dressed as a sexy teacher seems to be kind of like flirting with the day job a little bit. Yeah. However, that is the sexy school teacher or the sexy like schoolgirl outfit kind of thing is so uh, basement level uh, pornography for lack of a better term <laughs> yeah so that's like that's that's pornography 101 right that's mm -hmm. that's something that you see that's that's just expected like it's not like i don't think it's something that's so specific to her job in the sense that it, it could just be like well a lot of content creators who aren't teaching assistants do that picture. Yeah. It's like she has pictures in a bikini and she's not a swimmer. Well, maybe she swims, but she's not a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> that to me, like, is, is just like, if I had an OnlyFans page, I would probably have a sexy school teacher outfit picture too. I don't know if it works for a male. Well, uh, it would work if I did it because I have the body for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, they also gave uh, one of the reasons for her termination was connecting uh, her personal identity uh, as, a, as a teacher's assistant with Ava James, the content creator, and doing that publicly by going to the media. I wonder, I think I kind of get what they mean by that, but it also kind of seems like they're saying, you went to the media about this, so you yeah see they, she wouldn't have gone to the media if they didn't threaten her yeah it's almost with like being just... fired because of the content that she creates in her own time under yeah. an alias i like, think she, she went to the media as a last resort if anyone's yeah. going to save this situation short of a lawyer in this expensive procedure it's going to be public attention and public support right yeah i find i find all of these reasons complete you know bullcrap that mm -hmm. that they're firing her over and she's not backing down which is awesome and i think she should go for the jugular on this one and set an example with these people yeah heck yeah there's a lot of problems in public schools what the teacher's assistants do on their free time when they're home at night behind a paywall that the kids can't see that's the least of my worries with kids in a public school system absolutely is she good at her job like that's let us know yeah that's the if the, she's terrible at her job, yeah, then yeah, maybe this was an excuse for the world. Maybe worst we need that context. Maybe we need it. But if <laughs> she's just okay at her job or better, then yeah, this is crazy. we're going to assume she's at least okay at her job because they did not list performance as a reason that they're firing her. At least as far as we know. Yeah. Um, 
I guess when we covered this story prior, we both came down firmly on uh, on Team Ava James slash Krista McDonald. I think we're still on the same team. Yes. Okay. Here's another update. And this one is, is sad and dark. This We're going back a long ways. This is probably six months ago. We t- Do you remember we talked about a story about a guy um, in Vancouver, BC. His name is Jerry Martin. And he had plans of opening a uh, a site that sold like a dispensary that sold drugs but not like marijuana it sold like explicit drugs like i believe if memory serves me it was like going to be like cocaine and you know uh like hard drugs mm. but his thing was that it was the drugs were tested and safe and and i believe he was doing this because he had lost so many friends to dirty untested drugs uh the when he was planning to open this like like safe tested explicit uh intense drug dispensary um police had said it would be illegal and he was saying you know if they arrest me they're gonna have to arrest me i'm doing it you remember that story oh yes very yeah i remember that one we have a sad update about him sadly jerry martin just this past week passed away as a result of a drug overdose. I'll play the, the news article, which will give a bit more background. A Vancouver man who opened a store selling illicit drugs with the hope of saving lives has died from an overdose, according to his partner. Jerry Martin opened Canada's first mobile store selling safe supply of cocaine, heroin and meth. Martin's drugs were tested to prevent people from dying from an illicit drug overdose. Having lost a brother to toxic drug supply, Martin knew of the dire need to offer this service, according to him. His partner says it wasn't an easy road for him, but he was passionate about the cause. Ultimately, what he cared about was helping other people. You know, I do remember him telling me at one point that if this was the last thing he did before he died, he would be happy. Martin died Friday. Thomas says she hopes other people see the value in what he was trying to do and continue his legacy. Oh, that's a that's an unfortunate update. Uh, I I think what he was doing, although I I don't know if I agree with his his method, but I think there's definitely the need there for some kind of social support in helping people get off of hard drugs in the streets and a part of them safely getting off hard drugs in the streets is having some way to like kind of wean them off of it, and that may include a safe supply of, you know, the illicit drugs that they're addicted to. So I kind of, in hearing what he was doing and what he planned to do from the beginning, I kind of thought like, I don't know about it, but I can understand, you know, the need for that sort of thing. I just, I think we both questioned whether or not he was the right person to be in charge of that. And, you know, with this update, I guess it's going to make it his legacy, um, you know, what he tried to do and, you know, what he stood for in the end, I guess. It's a sad update. It is sad. Um, I'd be curious to know a bit more about what he overdosed on and, like, more about where he got it. Like, was he, you know mm. what I mean? Like, because yeah. he was really advocating for safe supply uh, so that people wouldn't, you know, OD on on harder drugs mm-hmm. and then to hear that he ended up overdosing I just kind of wonder like yeah like what what le- where did he have to go to get yeah and if he had a safe supply to go to would this have happened mm-hmm. yeah intra- interesting point uh well I it doesn't make me happy to share updates about uh, past subjects of our stories uh, passing away, but I wanted to share that. I had not seen that news in the news. It was, th- it was thanks to a listener named Corey who made me hip to that update. Yeah, yeah. And I want to ask a question. A lot of people are listening and not watching, but we got to watch the news footage. Why mm. is him texting the only stock footage that they have of this guy? Yeah, it is true. When you watch the news articles about about him, Jerry Martin, it's just they film him ravenously texting. Yeah, he's texting <laughs> at a very fast pace. I remember that from the original mm-hmm. uh, broadcast of that story when he wanted to open the store. It was a lot of footage of him standing in front of the store texting. Mm. It's like, did they not film him doing anything else? Like, is that all they have of this guy? Yeah, that is sad.
it's time to move on to another section of stories. We we have two here in I'm just going to say it right off the bat. These two clumps of stories terrify me. We've talked about the animal uprising. I've experienced it firsthand this morning, quite literally firsthand, because I got scratched specifically in the hand by an animal. We've covered many stories that make a clear case of, with irrefutable evidence that the animals are rising up against the human race. Uh, but there's another story and another kind of trend I see, and maybe it's just me, but yeah, I'm scared of animals but I'm also scared of teenagers. I think they're nuts and they're unpredictable. They can do anything and they have oh. no remorse, no mm -hmm. shame, no empathy, no respect for older people. I agree hundred percent. If I'm walking uh, down the street and there's, oh, this, yeah. <laughs> and there's this guy walking towards me and he has an ax in his hand and a balaclava on, and he's like 45. And then on the other side of the street, there's like 12 teenagers and they're all smoking and on their phones. And talking loud. And talking loud. What side of the street would you go down? Oh, the dude with the axe. For sure. 100%. He's probably working on a, like the woods or something, like chopping Oh, stuff. I could think of a number of reasons why he want to wear a mask and carry an axe. And, and most of them is not murder. Right. <laughs> teenagers are downright terrifying. And if you... They have nothing to lose and no respect for anybody. And that's why if a teenager does something wrong, you really need to think twice before opening your mouth because they'll come and get you. Yeah, you have more of a chance of getting in trouble by being attacked by teenagers than the teenagers do. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why this next story, I think, is is scary because we get a bird's eye view of the social cultural war being waged by teenagers against people who are not teenagers any longer. Uh, this story we'll call a Saskatchewan man versus some teenagers. It involves a Prince Albert man who found himself in an increasingly severe battle with a group of very nasty teenagers. What started with a youth throwing this cup escalated into violent threats. I never thought it was going to turn into this in my wildest dreams. Never thought it. The man, who chooses to remain anonymous, says he asked the youth to pick up his garbage. Hey, why don't you come back and pick up your garbage? He says when he went back inside, the youth started screaming at him. Shortly after, he says he and his wife were on their way to an appointment when he ran into the youth again. He went around to the, my wife's side of the, of the vehicle and he spit on her. And she said, he spit on me. The man says he threatened to put the youth under citizen's arrest. And then he says the youth ran home while he called the police. Later that evening, the man noticed debris on his yard. After reviewing video surveillance, he saw the same youth throwing garbage on his property and then later returning to do more damage. And then the kid in the white shirt pulled the knife and fell down beside the tire of my wife's van and you can see him, he stabbed it three times like that. The man says he went to the youth's home where he was threatened. He's told me that his grandmother has a 422 and she'll use it on me. After looking up the gun, the man said he believes it's a credible threat and says he now fears for his safety. Yeah, yeah. I'm truly worried that they are going to come back and do something even more horrible than they did. He says he hasn't been able to sleep and is keeping a close watch. Prince Albert police say officers responded to the man's home on June 26th, but the man says he has not filed a police report and doesn't plan to. PA police are, however, looking into a string of recent tire slashings in the area. I don't know where to start with that one, but let's let's start. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've got a place to start, but okay, you go well, ahead. I was going to say, he. it ends with he doesn't file a police report. He's so yeah. scared, and there's all these things. He has video. But then he goes and... to the then he goes to the media, though. Like what? <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah, it's like I don't I'll... understand his response at all. No, he. Uh, it is pretty strange. Where do you? So that's where I wanted to start. Where do you want to start with this story? Okay, I put a lot of the blame on this old man. Hey, kid, you want to pick up that garbage like that? Hey, you want to pick up that trash or what? You know, like it just. 
he's got some attitude behind him towards like teenagers. You have to understand teenagers are going to be teenagers, right? Just pick up the bottle and save everyone trouble. Just sir. pick your battles, man. <laughs> yeah, pick, pick your battles. Your battles. And you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna say something, have a more have a more respectful tone. Even though they're littering in front, they don't listen to reason. But if you said, "Hey," I've, you know, I, I have back problems and I, I can hurt. Can you pick that up for me? Like, sorry, guys, I hate to bother you. Like anything like, and I know that's a bending to the will uh, of these teenagers, but there's nothing you could do about them. <laughs> you can't <laughs> beat them up. You'll be charged. Mm -hmm. well, well, he was considering, or he th at least threatened to do a citizen's arrest. I think that like th there was no reason for him to go there. When they spit no, on his wife. No, that's not going to get you anywhere. Like, no, you're not going to no. take that seriously. <laughs> of like, course. You're going to get punched in the face by a teenager. Yeah. And you can't do anything back. There's right. nothing back you can do. And anything you do uh, in response to this is just going to rile them up even more. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he said something about the bottle, we have no footage of when he left. Mm -hmm. To go to the appointment with his wife. I would bet my life he, those I bet my life those teenagers have a different story of what happened. I don't think he just happened upon them and they end up on the his wife's side of the car with, you know, I don't believe his side of that story. Oh no, I think I don't think they were just like casually maybe they were going to the appointment. <laughs> um, but I don't think they they casually bumped into them. They were they were leaving the house. He sees them out, he goes to them probably said something outrageous to them and then they're like i'm gonna spit on your wife <laughs> which isn't cool like i don't no, neither no. of us uh agree with that what they did but it's what i would expect a teenager who just littered on your street and for people who haven't seen this news clip the teenagers they're also not just walking down the street one is pushing a lawnmower and one has a bike <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this ragtag group of teenagers and one of them i think it's the one who's pushing the lawnmower he just kind of just chucks an empty pop bottle on the curb like in front of this man's house and right away the man you know yells over to him uh it it and it starts and ends yeah. exactly how i expected i just think it's shocking that he threatened them with citizens arrest it's shocking that he went to their house they said my grandmother has a you know whatever gun in determining if that's a threat he goes home and he googles that mm. gun and what does he google like oh yeah that could kill me that now gun exists yeah like <laughs> what does that prove like and that's that's a that's an issue with the with the media coverage of this too. Like why include that in the story that he, Googled and then the gun? I went home and I Googled that gun. And now I called the media to come and do a story about it. Yeah. But I'm not I, pressing charges. Yeah. And I'm not pressing charges. Like, shouldn't the, shouldn't the news broadcasters have been like, I don't know if there's a story here. <laughs> I also like, throughout the whole news clip they have his face like blurred out because he's he wants to protect his identity from these teenagers the teenagers know where he lives like yeah they know so what's the, the point and he's a big man you can tell he's got a big white beard like you can <laughs> tell he's santa claus so like everyone knows santa claus lives in the north pole man mm -mm. he's in prince albert and he's pissed yeah but that's the thing is you can tell who this guy is, you know, and, and, and they show the, the video, his, his like nest video footage of, <laughs> of, of his driveway, his property, like everybody watching this news story who lives in that area knows exactly who that is. <laughs> you can hear his voice. You can hear his actual voice in it. Like and yeah. you can tell he's got a distinctive voice, like a big booming bearded old man voice like mm. everyone knows who that is none of this makes sense none no, of it, it makes doesn't. sense let's just move on but before we do i i ha have a healthy fear of teenagers as does aaron this story only supports that and justifies our fear if anyone listening is afraid of teenagers we'd love to hear why you came to be afraid of teenagers. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And I'd love to hear of any encounters you had with dangerous teenagers. Send us a voice memo. We'd love to hear about that. Mm -hmm. But I would like to say we're going from packs of wild teenagers to something lighter and um, more 
easily digestible, but no, we're going out of the pan and into the fire. The animal uprising has just reached the next level in severity. Coyotes around Winnipeg are attacking humans, but not any humans. They're attacking our most vulnerable. They're attacking children. Listen to what's going on. People in and around Winnipeg's outskirts are on high alert after two coyote attacks in one week. On Friday evening, a four-year-old was attacked in North Kildonan. It was blocks away from where a nine-year-old boy was attacked six days earlier. Like these two situations that's happened now with the attacks on, on children with the coyotes, that's the worst we've ever heard. City Councilor Jeff Berwadi says his thoughts are with the victims and families. I can see why kids want to run. That'd be my first instinct too. Like, you know, it's, they're intimidating. But since all the sightings recently, I've started carrying a personal alarm with me. Residents say they're cautious, but not afraid of coyotes. Uh, the one time where there was three came out of the bush, I was on Peguis, and they came out and they just sort of sat there, and it was very unnerving. Jerry Walqueen says his son's school has been alerting students and parents about sightings since the first attack. Watch out for coyotes. Always announces that. Yeah, so it's it's obviously much higher alert now around the students and the children. James Hare, a professor of human and wildlife interaction, says he often sees coyotes and other wild animals out in his Charleswood neighborhood. He says driving coyotes out of the city is unlikely. Once animals experience humans over and over again, they tend to habituate to humans. They lose that fear of humans. And and when that happens, we have trouble. Hey, recommends being aware of your surroundings, stay away from coyotes, and if they are close, to make yourself large and noisy. This year, more so than any other year, I've already probably had four or five sightings of coyotes when I'm out in the trail. Coyote attacks fall under the province's responsibilities, but Barwadi says he's speaking with both the province and the area's MLA to see what can be done to make the neighborhood safer. What can be done? What can be done? I think it's quite obvious. We need bigger fences around our cities. We need not human and wildlife interaction experts. We need delegates to contact animals on behalf of humans. We need to open the gates of the zoos and we need to open the cages. That's a start. Is this, if to you, is this as clear of an animal uprising initiative as it is to me? It clearly is. Um, and the the thing to do is is just hope for the best because the animals are coming. they're They're coming to take over what we think is ours. But it's not ours. It's theirs. And they're coming for it. And right now it's happening in 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 small little pockets, but soon it'll be a tsunami of animals completely engulfing our cities and towns and there's nothing we can do to stop it i've submitted from day one to the animal overlords uh it's too late for the rest of you i will be spared however the rest of you will not um i think they also i'm a hairy guy so i think they might confuse mm. me for one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's my strategy that's a weird gorilla um the the, the <laughs> that man gorilla has patches of hair <laughs> the um the man in that article one of the men in that news clip was referred to as a human and wildlife interaction expert do you think there's any need for us uh, like we have such strong opinions we've been doing so much work studying and uncovering the animal uprising should we call in assistance with someone like that or do you think we probably got this uh, well, we are the go-to experts on the animal yeah. uprising. I'm surprised we weren't contacted by the local authorities. When this happened. Uh, when this happened for us to come in and inspect and do an investigation. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. He's probably trying to get a hold of us actually. So yeah, they probably just didn't have our phone numbers. So let's officially offer our services Yeah, uh, to any one in Canada who's having issues with wildlife, Jordan mm -hmm. and I will come to your property, do an inspection and tell you the same answer every single time. There's yeah, nothing you're... you can do and you're done. You're done. <laughs> nice knowing you. Yeah. That's basically it. Uh, there, there are humans though, who are trying to win favor with the animals. Perhaps they don't think they're done. Perhaps they still have some hope to turn things around. Uh, we heard Norm from Vegas last week. He was trying to give some advice on how the cows could maybe breathe fire and kill people. Um, 
that we don't think that is going to work but i have a story of another man in london ontario who seemed to have take um an unorthodox approach to winning favor with animals listen to this this was another news piece that was just released last week a press release from the london ontario police they say a london ontario man has been charged by police after he allegedly broke into the humane society and opened several cages Officers were called to the Clark Road facility just before 7.30 a.m. this past Wednesday morning. Police say the suspect damaged some property opened and opened several cages, releasing dogs into the building. The man was arrested and charged with break and enter with intent and possession of break and instruments. All the released animals were located and returned to their cages. So this guy's going to have to answer to a human judge. I wonder if this was Norm from Vegas. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Because, yeah, this happened Wednesday morning. It was Sunday that we, no, it was last Saturday mm -hmm. that we heard from Norm. So, yeah, I think Norm probably got the first flight out of Vegas and in yeah. London, Ontario. And he's just like, what do I do? I got to help an animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's, I mean, this is a, this sometimes the animal a lot of times there's just various reasons why the animals are in these shelters so it's not mm -hmm. something i'd in the real world recommend anybody does yeah um i'm positive that if it isn't norm i'm sure it was in nighttime in a keep canada weird listener i don't support that kind of vigilante justice i think our beds are made i think any anything we could do now to prevent what's happening from happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, these animals could be injured. They could be, yeah, there could sick. be a number of, of different reasons. Sick. Yeah, there could be a number of different reasons that they're there. Maybe if anyone wants to win favor with animals, maybe they could volunteer at a shelter. Volunteer at a shelter is a great idea or adopt an animal. Adopt one. Home. Mm -hmm. Adopt it not to be your pet. Adopt it to come rule your household for you. Yeah, yeah. This is my master. His name is Fido. And yeah, why not? Yeah, that's what you can do. Don't release them. Yeah. And that way, when the animals come to your house, and Fido like, oh, may be like, he's, this he works already, for me. Yeah, yeah. This guy's already a slave to this dog. So <laughs> we don't need to eat him. Well, let's eat him anyway. <laughs> We're hungry. Um, Man, this has been a whirlwind. We covered a lot of bases tonight. Animal yeah. uprising, teenagers, idiots on the internet, fake money. Is this a, has this been a weird week? Do you think we did it? I think we did it. We exposed the weirdness, and now we'll let it fester in the universe. Um, I want to be clear. I've already called out for this, but if anyone out there has a reason, a, a specific reason, they fear teenagers so much as I do. Let us know. I want to. Hear, I, I'd like to hear some uh, teenager stories. I think that's mm. something that I think that's the next big story that keep Canada weird can blow open. Yeah, there's a there could be a teenager uprising. Well, and perhaps we're seeing the early days of it, and we'll keep you posted. It's 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 different. More. It's different. It's an animal uprising because they're changing their position in society. The teenagers, it's not so much an uprising. It's more just like a resistance. Like they're not listening to us adults. It's not like they're uprising. Mm. It's not like an uprising. It's just like a, a, a plague of disobedience. Yeah. And they need to be grounded. Yeah, grounded. Yeah, and then, or put in the corner. Mm. Let's bring that back. You know, mm. and you got put in the corner. And you uh, have to stare at the corner for an undetermined amount of time. Yeah, until they know how to treat like 40 ish year olds like i don't want my host egged i don't want anyone yelling at me listen i've i've respected the teenagers and their powers ever since i was a teenager i've feared teenagers okay um so i think i, I hope that they will show mercy on me uh well we got to wrap this up we've gone on long enough we've proved our point weird country horrible teenagers and animals that are about to continue their takeover of this uh, country and we don't need to go on any further let's wrap this up aaron until next time jordan until next time uh, don't be a fool on tiktok ah yeah well sometimes you pity the fools
Mr. T. Uh, but are you pitying the foolish teenagers or the people who shout at them? Anybody. It's just a timeless. Anybody who's a fool okay. gets pitied. I want to thank you for joining Aaron and I for this Keep Canada Weird discussion, but let us call out to you for even greater support in our mission. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, make sure you let us know. We'd love to hear about it and report on it in an upcoming episode. As well, if you want to weigh in on any of the topics we've discussed in this episode, we want to hear that too. You can send us a voice memo via nighttimepodcast.com contact. We hope to hear from you. Now, I'm going to start wrapping up this episode, but before we part, let me give some thanks. First, a thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides this series intro and outro voiceovers. And lastly, but most importantly, I have a massive thank you to each and every one of you who are listening to this show. Without your interest and your support, this would all be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now, on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the Nighttime Podcast Premium feed. Hope, Julie, and June, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help us out in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month and both funds the creation of the show while giving you the episodes two days early, giving them to you ad-free, and giving you access to a full back catalog of episodes. That sounds good. You can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And if you don't want to go premium, you can still help out the show by sharing this episode on social media and letting your like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If anyone listening has any story ideas or wants to give feedback on the show, or again, submit a question or comment or opinion to be aired and responded to in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. 